0: Hello and welcome to Forefront 360, where we take you all around the intersection of the arts and the Christian faith. I'm Nate Mancini, I'm one of the founders of Forefront, and today I'm joined by two very special guests, Josh and Zach Teeson. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Yeah, it's great to be with you, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. So listeners, Josh Teeson is an international award-winning artist best known for his hyper surreal shaped oil paintings. Zach Thiessen is an award-winning composer, and in addition to his other work, he actually collaborates with Josh, drawing inspiration from the paintings to craft a world of unique custom textures to match their narratives. So in short, they not only have these complementary skill sets, they're actually comfortable working together on a regular basis to create these custom pairings of visual art and music, uh, which is really neat to see. So this today is a special preview episode because the t have a couple of events coming up, one of which is a gallery opening in New York City and one of which is a Forefront event in Rochester. And we wanted to give you all a little preview of what those events are going to be like and why you should try to make it out to one or even both of them. So the the main impetus for both of these events is that Josh has created a new series of paintings for which Zach is composing original music. And I wondered, Josh, could you give us a brief summary of what this new series is called and what it's all about?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. So a quote that really stood out to me that I came across is by T.S. Eliot, where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge we have lost in information? So this new painting series is really based on the theme of wisdom inspired by the biblical wisdom books. And it's uh, really a development from my last painting series as well. So the title Vanitas and viritas is a, a fancy Latin term, which I'll explain, but basically in this series, it's an ex- exploration of two divergent perspectives on wisdom and how we might flourish in a modern society filled with facts, but mired in a lot of confusion. So the Vanitas paintings include a figure named Colette and Colette is Hebrew for teacher. And so I was inspired by the Jewish Wisdom Book of Ecclesiastes. And so these works represent the vanity of human striving for power and wealth and knowledge, often at the expense of the earth. So this Colette figure, he's kind of this wanderer with steampunk glasses and this Western Gothic wide-brimmed <laughs> hat and he dons red and black Cossack vestments. And it's kind of period bending and sort of reflects the mystery of his past. Was he a decorated military officer or a disgraced priest or perhaps an eccentric you know, scientist or philosopher? And the term vanitas actually comes from the opening line in Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanity, all is vanity, and vanities of vanities. And that actually uh, draws on the Dutch still life tradition of the 17th century, the vanitas genre, to show that things are fleeting in the world, mm-hmm. and the veriditas paintings. This is a, a Latin term which can be translated as "holy greening," and it comes from this nature mystic Hildegard of Bingen. And in these paintings features a character named Sophia. And so she's the female personification of wisdom, which we see in the book of Proverbs. And so she espouses simplicity, humility, and wonder. And so in my painting, you'll notice this Sophia is like this vivacious young artisan with youthful charm. She has this fiery uh, ginger-colored hair, freckles, and red lips, and also this velvet green dress. And so she represents the abundance of life, the spirit of play, which is really intrinsic to wisdom, uh, to contrast kind of those depictions of the solemn old woman. And so both Colette and Sophia are complemented by animal companions. And while Colette is very disenchanted with the natural world, Sophia seeks to learn from the symphony of creation. I really like the line from Job but ask the animals and they'll teach you who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this in his hand is the life of every creature.
0: Amazing. So Zach, you have this history of collaborating with Josh, of course, and writing music that pair with his paintings. Um, But besides that, what what was exciting to you about this new series in particular and about embarking on some original compositions?
2: Yeah. Like, with the clear-cut definition of vanitas and Veritas that Josh just gave, it was really an interesting prospect having these uh, very separate characters. And uh, right away I was thinking uh, different instrumentation, different sort of tonalities um, to really capture the essence of whether it be Sophia being more consonant and harmonious um, uh, with the symphony of, of creation. And when it came to someone like Colette, you look at him as kind of a spiritual sojourner, um, kind of not quite settled on where he's going. So um, musically, I represented that um, for Sophia as actually all C major. So like the white notes of a piano, so very mm-hmm. in key and harmonious. And then when it came to Coalette, um, kind of a drifting and more in the minor keys and... Uh, a bit of black keys thrown in there. So kind of straying away from traditional, like uplifting, like major harmony. So um, mm-hmm. there was a definite um, searching for different sounds at the beginning. I had probably a template of 300 different tracks and just experimenting combinations. And uh, I got a few different weird instruments uh, for Christmas this year. <laughs> that was um, tongue drum and a thunder tube and a ocean drum, and uh, those have gotten use, and I even picked up harp (laughs) for Sophia. Uh, I just felt like it was the right sound. You think of something very meditative and reflective of the uh, nature aspect of, of her character and even uh going a step further is like on streams in the wasteland when i i did that soundtrack with josh i had utilized a few different uh field recording sounds so like whales were used on whale hymn like humpback whale songs but this time i actually set out to record my own um sounds so like we went to tobermory uh which is northern ontario I took sounds from this place called Devil's Punchbowl, which is like five minutes from our house. Uh, got the wind. I uh, also got some snow in the wintertime. And I've actually turned those nature sounds into musical notes. And uh, whether it's birds chirping or whatnot, it, it's supporting the music and just adding that extra layer for Sophia to kind of give that connectivity with uh, the nature. And for Kola, I experimented actually with some Russian sounds to bring out that Cossack uh, Mm -hmm. costume that he's wearing. Uh, We have an old balalaika from our time in Russia growing up there, so I pulled that out and got some notes out of it. And um, also some uh, choral study of of, uh, famous pieces like um, Hymn of the Cherubim by Tchaikovsky or another um lesser known piece that i really like is called uh, pushkin's garland by sfiridov so those pieces have really informed kind of the mood of of cole
0: amazing yeah hearing you talk is reminding me like I've watched some behind the scenes on like Ludwig Gorenson mm-hmm. composing for the Mandalorian and stuff and yeah. and all of these like just very creative, just odd different instrumentation that we don't typically expect to hear. It sounds like you're you're having fun with that here, just like trying <laughs> new instruments and going to new places and breaking some new ground, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So you know, as we teased earlier, you all have this gallery opening exhibition coming up at Ray's Contemporary, and that's in New York City uh, coming up on Friday, April twenty eighth. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: So, Josh, tell us a little bit about what people could expect from that event and uh, the gallery that's resulting and uh, why why it's a significant event for you? Why is it exciting that, that this is happening, whether that's from a personal or a career perspective?
1: So I've been working on these 23 new paintings and drawings over the past three years and spent about 5,000 hours creating them. So it's been <laughs> yeah. quite a labor of love. And I'm thrilled that they're finally going to be all seen in one place. I've mm-hmm. been showing with Rays Contemporary for the past few years, and I was honored that when they told me that they were going to be having a grand opening for their new space in Midtown Manhattan, that they wanted me to be the the artist to kick that off, to have the first solo exhibition, The Space, which was a real honor. Uh, you know, the gallery is regarded as one of the top in, in New York City, and they've shown emerging artists to established, many of whom specialize in academic realism, painting. It's a a historic gallery that's been in operation for over 80 years, passed down three generations. So it's Mm -hmm. just an honor that the gallery would take a risk on me as an emerging artist, that they would believe in my work this much. And they've been just a real pleasure to work with, that they would, reflect in their press release the inspiration behind my work so accurately mm-hmm. as well as being willing to show the and hang the stories that go alongside my paintings at the opening reception so that's that's very rare to come by among galleries but I feel this working relationship uh, has been a real real joy
0: yeah yeah i mean looking at their web page uh, it, it seems to be yeah, like very close to the way you've described it yourself and how they're marketing it um, is very aligned, you know, and it seems like they're glad to present not only the work, but also your thought and reasoning behind it. Um, it's it's That's kind of an exciting thing.
1: It, it is definitely because although it is a commercial gallery, many galleries put no profit before you know meeting but my work is very thematic and so the fact that that's being conveyed is something I'm really pleased about
0: yeah so is this the first time that that all of your paintings for this series have been seen in the same place
1: Yes, that's that's correct. They've shown some of the initial works at different art fairs, but yeah. this is the the first time that they'll all be uh, in, in one gallery space. I had to actually borrow back a few paintings that have already sold, and so <laughs> those collectors were, were very gracious in uh, right. loaning them back for the show.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing um, the Cairo stones at Imagination Redeemed when you and I were there. And um, it's it's kind of a neat experience for me, like seeing some of these paintings uh, on on the early side. And I think we had uh, all creatures at forefront last year. And um, it, it feels kind of like right. like an album of music, you know, where you start seeing some singles and then it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just really cool to see all those thematic elements in one place that I'd only seen in part.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: So. You know, a similar question for you, Zach, with this uh, gallery exhibition happening. What is significant for you um, with this event coming up?
2: Yeah, like you touched on with the art kind of feeling like single, like album artwork. um, Something we didn't do for Streams in the Wasteland, our last collaboration, is release the songs individually. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about the prospect this time, really fully representing each piece by rolling out singles every three weeks so starting on the 28th the first single in this birch grove for the painting in this birch grove will release like the exhibition day and kick things off and i'm really excited so that each song can really be appreciated and also the art and just the full meeting and kind of unpacking that more um another thing that we didn't get to do because of the pandemic uh was have like a, a full concert or a representation of of the pieces that way. So this time around we're we're definitely excited to have me playing with the paintings and and the soundtrack live. Right. So it's it's a, a great opportunity to fully represent everything um, as it should be like um, to to have it paired together in a live context. I'll be playing guitar with the tracks. I have included, um, layers of that in, in the original compositions, but to actually have that as a um, thing happening live is, I think, going to be really special. Um, so I'm very excited to do that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Do you ever think about when you're composing the music, do you think about how it's going to work in a live setting or is that something that comes along later?
2: The, the approach this time was definitely that, that the guitar would be able to be played live, whether mm-hmm. it's electric guitar or uh, classical guitar. The classical guitar actually gets quite a bit of use on on these songs. And um, I'm excited to play both and, and just um, kind of you get a better appreciation, I think, visually, even with the videos that will be coming out for these ones of the different musicians that I've had collaborate, um, my friend Brock Hewitt, Uh, actually helped compose the Sophia theme, uh, which is based from piano. Um, And uh, for the Colette, that was written from guitar. So there's these different influences that I've opened myself up to to contribute. And uh, Julie Alvin, who is an amazing vocalist, I've worked with her on the past on some other projects like a video game I scored. Um, she's done work on like uh, horizon for Britain West, like the video game. Um, so she's really giving that main voice to Sophia mm. as a lead vocal instrument. So uh, the, yeah, there's just so many different interesting layers. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for people to fully appreciate, I think each song uh, that has been crafted for these paintings.
0: It's beautiful. So on their way back from New York City, Josh and Zach will be coming through Rochester, of course, hometown of Forefront Festival. So we seized the opportunity to plan a special event while they're going to be in town. And that's happening the evening of Thursday, May 4th at Browncroft Community Church. Now, Josh's new paintings will, of course, physically be in New York City, but we'll be showcasing high-quality digital versions of those, and Josh is going to share the creative process behind key paintings in the series. And Zach is going to perform those original compositions that pair with the work. Um, So just like uh, he was talking about here, being able to play the guitar live um, while the other instrumentation comes alongside him, uh, that's going to be really neat to experience in a live setting. We'll also do an interview, some audience Q&A, a closing performance, and, of course, have time to hang out with the Teesans and talk about art. But uh, the other really exciting thing to me is that you know, Forefront Festival is at this intersection of Christianity and the arts. And so in addition to featuring Josh and Zach as artists, we're featuring them as believers who are seeking to glorify God with their work. And in that way, I think we're able to, to really dig into the biblical inspired themes uh, of this new series and talk about the the deep connections overall between the Tyson's faith and their art. So, you know, whether in regard to to this aspect or or something else, maybe you can speak to what are you guys looking forward to about this upcoming Forefront event in Rochester?
1: For sure. Well, as you know, I've appeared on uh, your podcast a couple of times <laughs> and also spoke at your making new conference last year yeah. through live stream. Uh, but this will be actually the first time that I can attend a Forefront event in person, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because we only live two hours away from you guys here in Southern Ontario. So I'm looking forward to meeting just your thriving and thoughtful artist community and being able to to interact. I've seen a lot of their work online through Instagram and have been mm. uh, just really blown away by the quality and the talent. This will also be the first time speaking pub- publicly about the inspiration behind this new series and also with Zach sharing the, the music and mm. The, the development and collaboration. So really looking forward to walking viewers through specific paintings in the series and what inspired them, and also taking questions from the audience. We hope uh, this will be a real encouragement to
2: anyone who uh, attends the
1: event.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, I think it's an interesting like a process that we have here with, with our collaborations over the years and to actually be bouncing off of each other, um, between the different song meanings and painting meanings. And it's, it's just really interesting, uh, Mm -hmm. to do that together. And, and we're very excited to really kind of debut the meaning and all of the different, uh, Uh, interesting aspects of this uh, in person to you guys.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's one of the things I love at at Forefront is trying to take any kind of artistic collaboration and say, like, how does this look in the context of a live event? So hopefully we can do that and really help people to experience um, your collaboration in a a new way. So, you know, I I, I was uh, thinking, Josh, you led with this quote from T.S. Eliot about... Uh, Where is the knowledge we have lost in information? And uh, this is one of the questions I was thinking of asking that, you know, if if all of this was about communicating facts, then people could learn stuff from websites and podcasts and they can uh, look up images of paintings, they can stream Zach's music. Uh, But I I think there's something really special about these kind of in-person events when people gather together. Um, and I wondered if, if either of you or both of you could speak to just what's, what's gratifying for you as an artist about, uh, people being there in person to experience your work together.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, wisdom appears early on in scripture in relation to the building of the tabernacle where Bezalel and Holy of these artisans are said to be filled with the spirit, but also with wisdom. And so wisdom isn't just this head knowledge of, of facts and figures. Wisdom is skill in living, according to the, the Hebrew sense of the term. And so in my series in Proverbs, you see that lady wisdom, reflects on the the table, on community and hospitality, and how as artists we're called to to commit to embodied community in person. And I think the pandemic with COVID reminded all of us how much we really needed one another in person. Mm. And I think we also have the challenges that artists are often, I mean, like myself, very solitary. We're often uh, hermits, um, you know, hold up in our studios working on our craft, but uh, we can also feel marginalized in our society. And I think this can be made even worse for those of us who are artists of faith, because in our uh, church communities, Fellow believers don't always understand the art side of who we are. And then in the mm. broader arts community, the faith side doesn't always get uh, celebrated or encouraged. So mm, I right. think that's what's really special about Forefront is that also, you know, it's led by you y- young people to inspire other younger artists. And so I- I'm thrilled by all that God is doing through Forefront. You have so many talented artists in your community, and I respect that you're faithful toward the Orthodox Christian faith, Mm. and that you also celebrate excellence and innovation in craft. And also that community is really central to what you do. And so Mm. Zach and I are just really pleased to be involved in some small way in what you guys are up to.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. And I think that that's one of the things I most want to do is at these events to welcome artists as, as whole people, right. And not kind of segment you into you're just this or just that. But, um, look, that, that, that you're these f- f- whole and complex people that like we, we are people of faith and people who are devoted to the arts um, and to celebrate both simultaneously and not in uh, con- contradiction to one another, but in kind of a neat uh, complementary nature, I think is really, really beautiful. So I, I love to do that. And I hope you all you know, have a great time and that it's just, you know, a, a great experience to to share your work with others and to meet some new people. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Uh, I know it was just, this is kind of just a teaser of what's to come, um, but thanks for being with us and and saying a few words about uh, Vanitas and Veritas. I think it's it's an exciting new series and a new chapter here. Yeah, uh,
1: thank, thank you. Thank you
0: certainly so listeners just to recap you can attend Josh and Zach's grand opening exhibition for Vanitas and Veritas at Ray's Contemporary in New York City that's on Friday April 28th and then you can attend our official Forefront Festival event a night of art with Josh and Zach Thiessen right here in Rochester and that's the evening of Thursday May 4th you can learn more and get tickets at ForefrontFestival.com we'll put links in the show notes to both events So we'll see you there very soon. And until next time, keep pursuing authentic faith and excellent art.